Hi, welcome to Heartland Startups. I'm your host, Johnny Whitfield. In this episode, I interview Kim, the founder of Scripturally Sound, who I met at the Entrepreneur Center in Nashville. If you need help with the music for your church services, you need to get Scripturally Sound. Check them out on their website, scripturallysound.com. Kim talks about being a first-time founder, running her own company, the inspiration behind her company, and the challenges of being a non-technical entrepreneur with a tech product. I really enjoyed talking with Kim, and I think you'll get some good insight from our chat. This episode is brought to you by Electric Growth. If you're running an e-commerce business, Electric Growth has a new business package to grow your revenue. Check them out on electricgrowth.com. Without further ado, I give you Heartland Startups, Episode 9. All right. For this episode of Heartland Startups, I have Kim with Scripturally Sound. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thanks, Johnny. Good to be here. Yeah. Um, so tell everybody a little bit about Scripturally Sound. What sure. is it? What are you guys working on? Sure. Well, Scripturally Sound is a web app, so it's a mobile responsive website that allows music ministers to find songs that can be based on a pastor's theme or a scripture and then they can tie that to the pastor's sermon. So it's a way for the church service to have a cohesive message and um, offer the story behind the songs that people love so much. Very cool. Sorry about my phone ringing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> totally cool. Um, so. So yeah. Oh yeah, you were asking. So we're what stage we are in now? So. Yeah, so um, where are you in the process? Yeah, and let me explain a little bit further. Um, so a person, mm -hmm. a music minister, can search by Bible theme. It's like a Google search engine type thing, where they search and then they see a list of songs but then they can narrow it down by genre, um, whether that be gospel, contemporary music, hymns. Um, they can narrow it down by beats per minute, so if it's a slow or fast song, and then they can also narrow it down by the year release or the copyright year release, so that they can go more traditional or things that are more um, contemporary. Um, so we are allowing that process of finding songs for churches to be a lot more simpler. Um, and so in terms of where we are right now, we launched our MVP, which is the minimal viable product, the early product for our music ministers a month and a half ago, so in September. Um, and right now we are trying to build relationships with other Christian church software companies so that we can, uh, offer our services to their clients as well. So we're allowing these companies to have a market marketing affiliation, market affiliation. Um, so they can possibly get a commission off of the number of sales that they bring to our company. Very cool. And Thanks. so you're working with the, the churches to um, help them with their songs for the services. Yes, we are working with churches, exactly. Very cool, very cool. 
the music ministers, uh, those who are determining the songs are for the church services. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, what what gave you the, the idea for this? What was the, the impetus to start Scripturally Sound? So I am a granddaughter of a pastor and grew up in the church and um, knew that there would there would often be a disconnect between what we were singing and what um, the pastor can preach about. Um, initially, when I first got the inspiration, uh, I saw a YouTube video and I saw a, a video by Malik Music it was back in 2011, honestly. Um, and as he was singing, I saw scriptures that appeared as he was going through the song and I thought, you know, something like this could be very, um, could be used as an educational tool for not only people within the church that are um, on the music team, but also those who are the members of the church, people in the Christian, who believe in Jesus, who may be listening to music, but may not be delving in the Bible. So um, I could relate to the, as, as not only as a, as a member, but as a person that has sung on the music ministry team and um, was not always spiritually prepared um, to know the story behind the song. So I know that um, spiritual preparation as well as music preparation is important to point people to God. You have to, of course, know the right notes, but... If you you have to sing with uh, such conviction that people know your personal story, know that it's not coming out of a performance-driven motive. You're you're uh, singing because you're you're giving your testimony and you're allowing people to see that you have a personal relationship with Christ. Um, so it's not how skillful you are as a musician, but you're also you know, giving God glory, not giving glory to yourself. So um, that was really the motivation, you know, mm -hmm. thinking not only about the church uh, musicians, but also thinking about how it could be an educational tool for people in the church. So, yeah, that's that's was the story behind how it started. Um, even though I had that, uh, I saw that video uh, in 2011, I didn't really start acting upon um, working on it until 2015. I moved to Nashville in 2014 and I, I wasn't sure where I would be in the Christian music space and mm -hmm. um, whether I, I wanted to pursue something as an artist or work in marketing. Um, but I found out about the Entrepreneur Center uh, and when, actually when I first arrived and after a year uh, stint at a university I just where I was pretty bored I decided to go to and visit the Entrepreneur Center which provides a lot of resources they provide mentorships they provide um, programs that allow you to um, turn your ideas into reality as their tagline says and mm -hmm. um, that's exactly what I did very cool that is a excellent origin story Love it. Thank um, you. Yeah, I'll take this opportunity to give a little extra plug for 
the Entrepreneur Center. It is a fantastic yeah. place. Um, yeah, that's where we met, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of good people there and uh, a lot of good connections and, and just good, good energy um, mm -hmm. for any kind of project that, that people are uh, wanting to start and work on. It's a, it's a good place to be. Exactly, yeah. And it's, that's very cool that uh, so scripturally sound um, really benefits everybody at the church, not just the uh, song leaders who would be the ones. Um, the worship leaders. Yeah, yeah. Buying, the, buying the product from you. Uh, but it's, it's benefiting everyone there. Very cool. Thank you. I, I do, we are, you know, we do have a mission to help the worship team, but mm -hmm. our long-term goal is to help uh, to have a customer-facing product. So that would mean Christians who listen to music, Christian music. Yeah. So, and yeah. and I suspect that that is uh, is probably most of the people in the audience there. So you've got a a big uh, market <laughs> right there uh, right. with each each point. That's awesome. Um, what have been, so you said you, you started this kind of in 2015. What have been some of the biggest challenges you've faced um, in, in launching this company? I would say being a non-tech tech founder has been one of the biggest challenges. I went to school for journalism and um, I am don't have much computer science knowledge and so uh, it, finding a developer hiring you know outsourcing that and having to pay rather than having an in-house developer where I could you know save money um, that has been challenging because I have to articulate exactly what I want the product to look like based on feedback from you know some of the people that I've had discussions with and um, so that's been challenging I, I, I would rather have someone who really believes in the mission which is to spread the gospel through music technology um, I would rather that person be on board as a founder um, and not just as a to save money but also to have a teammate who who I can um, divide some of the workload with, up with. So, um, yeah, that's been challenging. And sometimes it, you know, I, I don't get exactly what I, what I planned for it to look like, but it, it's been pretty s smooth process. I mean, I, I've, um, I'm glad that right now we have something to show people, whether that be, you know, at an exhibitor event or um, just in passing if I'm on the elevator or something. Right. So it's, I, I'm glad that we were able to have something. And I, I think I'm my, I'm my hardest critic, honestly. Like, I just want to move further. I was part of an accelerator, and I think we went, you know, so, so fast within the 17 weeks. And since then, I haven't really taken a break since January. And now it's mm -hmm. October. October, almost November now. So I think, um, you know, it has, I have had challenges with the technology, but I believe that we're moving forward and I'm looking forward to um, 
just doing the work that I can do with my interns and the developer that I have. So it's great. Thanks. So are you, are you still, uh, are looking to add on a technical, uh, co-founder? Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, I actually went to a tech event over the weekend, just Mm -hmm. networking and spoke to some people who went through a similar process that I did and didn't have a co-founder or didn't have a tech co-founder. And it's, and I know it's not necessary to have a tech co-founder, but, um, I would at least like a CTO or someone who I can work with as I'm moving forward and strategizing, um, just right. to share the workload. Yeah. Yeah. It's but definitely yeah, I, a I lot am, easier that way. Than, yeah. Than yeah. not having a tech person on there. And I think it opens up opportunities with, you know, for funding when definitely. investors yeah. see that you're not doing it by yourself. They, uh, they, they, they're more likely to trust a team. It's all about team, is what I, what I've heard over these past is, uh, year or yeah. two. So yeah. And uh, so, this is this is your first company, yes. Yes. So I mean, I've first never time, had first lemonade stands when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I didn't do it? that. I lived in New York City, so I don't. I mean, yeah. I know you can still do it, but <laughs> totally. Um, so your first time founder, non-technical, um, what has that transition, uh, for you been like? I mean, the the journalism background, not really doing that now, uh, diving into the entrepreneurship, what has been, uh, I mean, the highest highs, the lows, how do you, how do you handle all of that stuff? Um, do you have mentors? What, what all's going on there? Yeah, I think. I mean, right now, it, this, I to be frank and transparent, it's it could. I know that there, people know that entrepreneurship is not all about glamorous lifestyle and just happens. You know, you just get a whole bunch of money. It, it can be very rough. Um, I am in a moment where it's a lot of testing, a lot of A/B testing, and seeing what works. And I want to be more strategic and not just throw thing, things against the wall and see what sticks. Um, so I do have coaches. I do have um, people that have seen me at the earlier stage of the journey and that, that have been very helpful. I, I just spoke to a mentor. I was at the Entrepreneur Center um, about an hour ago and I, you know, my mentor told me, she's like, you need to just you know, have some time with God and just like really ask him what he wants you to do. I mean, maybe you need to just take a break. And I, I was like, you know what I am, I'm going to go home. And I knew that we had scheduled this anyway, but, um, you know, I am in the stage where I'm just really testing customer, be- not customer user behavior, um, and seeing like identifying exactly what problems they are facing that we can, um, provide value for them. And so, um, did I answer your question? I don't even know if I, I, (laughs) you, you're asking about mentors. Yeah. So I do have mentors. I do have, um, I, I, I ask, I continue to look for mentors. Um, you know, I have those that are the ones that are consistently pouring into me, but then I also, when I run into a stumbling block, I seek out 
people who can help who in that specific area. Like right. one that I, what I'm looking for now is um, my, a subs- someone who has a you know subscription uh, based revenue model. So mm. um, looking at that, uh, I'm also reading um, business model generation. Um, I had read it a little bit earlier and then I stopped and now I'm considering, you know, going back to think about more innovative ideas of how we can generate money, generate um, revenue and, and other income streams. So yeah, mentors, books, articles, mm-hmm. all of it. Is there is there a book uh, that you've read lately that you would uh, recommend to you know, uh, entrepreneurs. Well, that's what I'm reading now is the business model generation. I, I, uh, think, I think people are abandoning traditional ways of, um, generating and revenue for their Mm -hmm. business. And they're thinking of, um, of, of creative ways that that have been untapped. So, I'd love to hop on that and, and make sure that we are not, um, we are, we're thinking outside the box. Definitely. Um, yeah. Is there some that Scripturally Sound is, is working on that you can talk about at this time? Or? Mm, no, I think okay. we're... <laughs> totally understand. Um, so what advice would you give to somebody who's, let's say, like in your shoes for when you were first starting this. That it's a non-technical first-time founder and they've got an idea, they want to get started. What, uh, what would be the advice you give them? I would say if you are not part of the community that you're trying to serve, just get immersed in that community. I mean, that's something that I'm continuing to do. Um, even as a person who is part of a church and part of a worship team, um, I want to continue to go to different churches and see what things they're doing and, and capturing that data and um, organizing it in a way that I can ref- reflect on it and make sure that it's not all in my head, that I'm actually um, basing my product off of feedback and data and um, secondly, I would say uh, you know if you don't have the tech background, it's not if you're not if your product isn't is tech enabled, but it's not necessarily um, you don't necessarily need technology, then build something that you can create that would still provide a service for your customers um, until you have the resources to get the tech product created. So, um, yeah. Part of that bootstrapping, getting get the revenue yeah. going before you start exactly. going for the big projects. Yeah, right. I was recently talking exactly. with, with somebody who... Uh, they did something very similar. Uh, they wanted to launch a couple of tech products and didn't have the money for it. So then they, you know, just 
started offering their services as developers and then built projects for the people. Then that gave them the money to work on their own projects, uh, which was very, very good, uh, good strategy to use. Yeah, like the founder of Zappos, I think he yeah. he was one who did not have tech background, and yeah. So that, that was cool. my two for 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 early stage. Yeah, I mean, I'm I still am early stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, where do you see scripturally sound um, six months to a year from now? That's a good question. You know, I am very open to pivoting and, and changing. Um, part of the reason why I'm doing this is because I, my heart is for the church and my heart is for um, people who are distracted from reading about the Bible. And um, so that's the thing that keeps me up at night, and that's my why. Um, and also for the, the new worship leaders and making sh and, and giving them, um, equipping them with, with like a spiritual tool, you know? And so I'm open to modifying, you know, I, this is one of my days where I'm not on a high, you know, I, you know, right. I may sound like I'm on a high, you know, I, <laughs> I try to keep it positive, but I am open I say that because um I am open to change mm -hmm. I think like as an entrepreneur you have to be nimble I think it's important for you not to just fall in love with your idea yeah and um be open to the possibility of of it looking completely different than what you first envisioned so that's what I would encourage people to just have listening ears and and to have the right mentors and also use actual data. So yeah, 10 years from now, I would say, I can't say 10 years, maybe like 10 months from now, I, I would love to see this in churches and people using it and um, really providing a resource where people can say, I am not just a great singer. I'm not just performing a song. I mean, this is something they are probably doing already, but prescripturally sound to be that resource that they rely on to get their spiritual needs met um, as they, as uh, to, to complement their Bible reading. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Thanks. So, um, last... and I'd like to be a lot more funnier during interviews. <laughs> Well, when we do the follow-up a year from now, uh, we'll check in and see right. how it's going. You can practice right. a little bit. Okay. I'll, uh, thank you. Um, so last question for you. What's one big trend that you see, and it doesn't have to be in your industry, um, mm -hmm. that you see coming in the next year or two that a lot of people don't see yet? Hmm. A lot of people don't see because I was going to say machine learning and AI, yeah. but are, everyone's really pretty much talking yeah. about that. Um, mm, 
you know, I really don't know. I, I'd have I'll have to pray about that one okay. for a new prophecy <laughs> on that. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. What do you What do you think about you know since you brought it up? What do you think about the machine learning uh, and AI, or do you have any plans to integrate I'm, that? I yeah, given that we are a data company, um, you know, we want to make sure that the data that we provide is, you know, the song of scripture data, um, as we move forward can monitor customer behavior and to suggest songs based on previous um, queries. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I, when I speaking to my developer, I asked that we lead in that direction just based on the trends mm -hmm. of, of uh, AI. Sure. So um, I think that's in the, in the, pipeline eventually uh yeah thank you yeah well thank you so much kim well, for so for joining me on the podcast um and i'm looking, sure. looking forward My to pleasure. people hearing about hearing more about it and getting it in yeah they can certainly visit yeah i appreciate that johnny and they can visit us at scripturallysound.com which is s-c-r-i-p-t-u-r-a-l-l-y sound.com or uh, we also have the url one simple search and that'll lead you to the same website um, and we we would like to have a app um in, you know in the next um the next year so Very cool. that could answer another <laughs> and answer yeah. your question earlier yeah. um is the and the then they can also the yeah exactly for customers uh, as opposed to churches mm -hmm. um, and then we we also can be found online at scripturally SMD on Facebook awesome so scripturally and then sound just remove the vowels very cool and Facebook Twitter and Instagram awesome. and uh, I mean if somebody you know technical uh, wanted to join you or any other uh, person out there decided that you know they heard they hear this and like I really like him I want to work with her on this uh, what would be the best way for to reach you sure they can email me at Kim at scripturally sound.com awesome and if they really love us <laughs> they can also support we reopened our um, crowdfunding campaign okay. on iPhone women so they can Support us there, and the pro, the money donation would go towards development for the app and also some added features. So, very cool. yeah, very cool. Um, all right. Well, ho hopefully, uh, hopefully, somebody technical will get in touch, and uh, and a lot of the churches will um, hear this and and give you a call. So, yep. Thank you so much, Johnny. It was a pleasure chatting. Absolutely. Likewise. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Heartland Startup. Thank you, everyone.